Hey Upper East Siders, Elizabeth here. Okay, what the hell? That feels weird, and let's try that again. Welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tevate. And if you haven't already picked up on it, this week's episode is going way, way back in time to Aaron's time on the set of Gossip Girl as Nate's politician cousin, Trip Vanderbilt. I watched Gossip Girl a long time ago, like so long ago that I didn't yet know who Aaron was to even pay enough attention to his performance in the role of Trip. So I've decided to go back and rewatch just Aaron's Gossip Girl episodes and pay more attention to this not-so-nice character named Trip Vanderbilt. I have to say, of all the work that I've done, (laughs) Gossip Girl is the thing that I can be anywhere on the planet, and someone will say, oh my god, you're that guy from Gossip Girl, right? Which is crazy to me. But it makes sense, because especially like in the last few years when it all was on Netflix, and there's like a whole new generation watching it and, and all that, but... The thing that people always still say to me is like, man, you played like a real prick. Like you were an asshole. <laughs> and I like I, I think at the beginning, I was like, no, I'm not. Like, what are you talking about? And then watching that back yesterday, especially our scene, which I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, right. The scene we have at the bar, I was like, wow, I was re- I really went full, full prick on everyone. Like really went there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> when Aaron talks about how people who recognize him from Gossip Girl actually get mad at him because of things Trip did on the show or because Trip is just such a bad guy, I think it's so funny. I mean, I'm sure it had to catch Aaron, one of the nicest people on the planet, off guard to be called mean or be called out for his actions on the show. And it just goes to show how attached and invested we as viewers can get to characters and shows. I mean, look at Christian and Moulin Rouge, just a recent example. But a quick side story that relates to this. If anyone listening has watched One Tree Hill, the father figure in the show, Dan Scott, was played by Paul Johansson, and he is just a horrible person. Dan, not Paul. He is mean, manipulative, narcissistic. He treats everyone in his life poorly throughout the entire series. And like watching the show, you just really, really hate him. Yet in real life, the actors on the show have all shared what a sweet human Paul is, how he always looked out for the younger actors on set and would take care of them. And Paul has shared that when he was out in public, when the show was airing, he would get the dirtiest looks from people or have people tell him how awful he was. And I don't know, just hearing Aaron talk about people's reactions when he gets recognized for being Trip, it makes me think of Dan Scott from One Tree Hill and how I would have been one of those to have a similar reaction if I were to have seen him out when One Tree Hill was airing since I followed that show so closely and he was such a jerk. But anyway, so if it wasn't already clear to us that Aaron is a superhuman, his schedule during his time on Gossip Girl absolutely supports that he is. Aaron balanced multiple projects with limited time off for a solid period of time. Okay, when did I, when did we shoot this? So I figured it out. So I had auditioned for, I think, I don't remember exactly which part, but I had auditioned for something in the first season that I didn't get. And then I was doing Next to Normal 
in Washington, D.C., kind of the pre-Broadway version. And I got, a, you know, I got an audition for Trip. Or actually, actually, I think in, in the audition, it was Skip, not Trip, which was... Skip. You know, okay. I'm, I'm Trip. I'm into Trip. Skip's got to go. Trip is good, but that was also hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, so I made a tape while I was down there, and then I came back uh, to New York, and I was still doing Wicked when I came back to New York. Shot these two episodes of season two, then I did the the bunch of episodes I did during season three were while I was shooting Next to Normal. So during that time, that fall, because I did five or six in a row in season three, right? And that was like shooting the show, going to next to normal at night, or if the shooting day went too long, somehow I had it worked out where I didn't have to go to next to normal. So it was just like, you know, there, I, I remember telling people at the time, there was like a six week stretch where I basically didn't have a day off because, you know, next to normal, we had two shows Saturday and two shows on Sunday, but I was, I was basically in a new Broadway show that was a big hit. And I was on this amazing television show that I had loved and watched that was so New York centric at the time. Like right. the show had, it really had its finger on, you know, kind of what was going on in New York. And I mean, even the music, I mean, watching that episode back, I forgot that that MGMT song. Was oh in my God. Episode. It was, it brought back like all the feels that reminds me of New York. It reminds me of gossip yeah. girl. It, sure. uh, oh my God. You're so right. Aaron goes on to say after this, like in true Aaron to fashion that he was just so happy to be there. He was having so much fun and would do anything they needed him to do. Aaron's attitude towards every job or opportunity just always comes off as one of gratitude. And he just seems to express that he's just so happy and enjoys being a part of all the projects he's had the opportunity to have. And it's so impactful. He has had his hand in so many worlds at the start of his career, and it's just mind-blowing what he was able to do back then and continues to do now. So watching these episodes back, I went into it having some memories of the show and the plot from when I watched it a long time ago in its entirety, but this time my focus was on Aaron and his role as Trip and just that Trip Vanderbilt plot line and how it intertwines with the other main characters of the show. So I don't know how but I forgot how wild life is for these Upper East Siders who are supposed to be in high school. Like when the show first starts, they're in high school, senior year. The Met Steps, the social light parties, they are so vastly different from anything that my high school experience was like that it's so hard to connect to. However, Aaron's podcast episode with Jessica Zor, where some of these clips are coming from, was really helpful in breaking down Aaron's first episode, which was season two, episode 19, titled The Grandfather. Trip Vanderbilt is Nate Archibald's cousin, and since all this drama had gone down earlier in the seasons with Nate's father and Nate became estranged from the rest of the, the family, Trip meets up with Nate and invites him to a family reunion, and he tells him that grandfather Yes, they call him Grandfather, really wants Nate to come to this reunion. So Nate road trips to the Vanderbilt estate with Dan Humphrey and Vanessa Abrams, who at the time is Nate's girlfriend, for the reunion. And Vanessa is Jessica Zor, who Aaron is talking about the show with on the podcast. But Aaron shared on the podcast that 
the estate where they filmed this, this reunion was in Old Westbury, Long Island, and they apparently filmed there for a few days, and the conditions for filming were, they weren't always ideal. <laughs> no, this I, I remember the situation. It was freezing outside. Freezing cold. And we all we all got to like duck in that limo between there was a limo that we got to duck in and all the other poor people that were background and everyone else were just standing on the elements and it was cold enough. But then when the helicopter landed, it kicked up all the snow and basically made like a blizzard outside. So that was the thing. So that's why, again, a decision was made. They were like, we can only do this once or twice because once I had a or twice. helicopter. Yeah. Because it was freezing. And they'd have to, match the snow so they would have to yeah. re-put it down that's right that is where we were warm. i do always feel bad about that always. like even when you have like a trailer and then you're like wow camera crew extras whoever and and they don't get to i'm always like yeah it's always uh it, 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 i yeah. always feel bad about it too but yeah mm-hmm. but that was a that was a thing that was like really ridiculous because it was so cold I it was freezing and that helicopter just kicked everything <laughs> <laughs> So it's at this point in the episode when the helicopter is landing that Trip reveals that Grandfather actually didn't know that Nate would be coming to the reunion, but he wanted Nate to be there just so there was this chance to reconnect. And it's little moments like this where Trip isn't a bad guy. But just you wait. Just you wait. Once Grandfather arrives on the estate, there was the iconic touch football game with Nate and Trip on opposite sides, and Trip is wearing this preppy, pale yellow sweater, and the competitive sides of both of them come out. And Aaron talked about the production of that scene on the podcast with Jessica. You know, the one thing we didn't talk about for the episode, and if you want to, is the football game. Okay, wait, no, I want to talk about that. That was still that same day. I don't know if we shot everything that one day. Yeah, I think we were there for a couple of days. The thing that I remember about, and it was also, I think, maybe what bonded Chase and I immediately is kind of both being former athletes, is they had all these stunt guys that were supposed to do that whole thing, like we were going to do it. And then we were like, no, 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 no stunt guys. We're going to play football. We're going to tackle each other. And we just went for it. And it was that whole sequence. So you guys of- never did use... No, stunt we doubles? never used stunt guys. Yeah, it was one of those things where the stunties come and then they're just standing on the side, right? Oh. But no, all those, all that stuff was us, but it was so fun. And also me in that stupid yellow sweater. <laughs> but I remember- It was I so asking, fitting though. I remember asking the costume people like, I'm going to get this so muddy and dirty. Is that okay? And they were like, yeah, go for it. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go yeah, for it. Yeah, they're like, we have 15, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. When I read this and what it was, especially with the football, you know, it's like, the crab cakes in football, that's what Marilyn does, right? Like that, that that's like they have that scene where they go too hard in wedding crashers. But no, that was definitely <laughs> in my head for this whole this whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think it turned out like great. But I yeah, I thought for sure you guys had stunt doubles. Not because right. I didn't think you guys could do it, just because I thought one, if one of you would have gotten hurt, right. that'd <laughs> have been a really hard couple of days to right, shoot. Right, right. Yeah. Um to yeah, I just the way it like flowed, I'm like, wow, that just seemed very like choreographed, even mm-hmm. though yeah, no, that's we just did it. Awesome. Yeah, it's one of those things. So very cool. I mean, it should really be no surprise to anyone that Aaron played a football game for real. Like he said, he just went for it, and they definitely looked like they did. Thank goodness there were no injuries while filming that scene. And while Tripp and Nate were killing each other in touch football, Vanessa and Tripp's fiance Maureen are chatting up on a patio balcony, and Maureen is kind of laying out the politics of the family for Vanessa, 
and what's what's like expected and as a viewer you just see Vanessa who is already new to the Upper East Side world she's just growing more and more uncomfortable then later in the episode Tripp's manipulative or conniving side it starts to show its little face Aaron explicitly talked about this scene as well on the podcast and how this scene was actually a part of his audition scene for the show. Nate and Vanessa have talked about and planned a trip to Europe and Trip comes up to Vanessa and nonchalantly, but not really, Mm -hmm. (laughs) drops the bomb on Vanessa that Nate's maybe getting into politics with the family. Yeah. Also, the thing that made me laugh, I do this like weird like, I think it's because I was trying to like show the trip was maybe a little drunk, right? I do this like really awkward hug to you. You know what I mean? Like it's like a little, it's like a little creepy. Like I get like a little, it's like a little too in your space. I do like a double I high. And I remember being like, oh man, that, that's a, that's a choice. And it somehow made the edit. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. But it, I, it like worked. It was definitely yeah. like. A little too swarmy. It's like, again, like he looks like he's means well, but there's something, there's something a little off there. Yeah. Right. Also, I remember in that scene too when I because that was one of my audition scenes, the Mm -hmm. scene we played at the at the bar, and it was a longer scene in my audition. And this is something that informed, I think, what how I went about it. I had this whole line about how I wanted to go backpacking in Europe during college and go to like the Ross Killed Music Festival. And basically I had to give that up and stay and do this internship. Right. So that was a, that was in my audition scene. And so that and then never into, in the, it never was in the, you know, it was probably something that just got cut in a version from, from the, the shooting script, but it made sense. Right. Cause, cause the fact that I knew that you and Nate had these plans. And it, so basically there's the same thing that happened to me. Like I had these plans to go have this like bohemian summer, maybe find myself, maybe go another route. And it got, I basically instead had to step up to the plate and deal with this family stuff. And so, right. That, that's it. That's an interesting thing. Then watching my cousin do it. Right. It's like, right. well, part of me is like, well, it's your time to do that. And another part of me might be jealous that he was maybe going to get to have the experience that I didn't get to have. So it's like that. It's, it's a sticky, right. It's like a sticky thing. It's like, you know, so, so I, I think that's also where it plays into me maybe. And also you, again, like if this guy's really an asshole, you being a bit of an outsider, you your character not really being of the same upper crust as the family. So to kind of manipulate that a little bit was uh, was fun. Watching that scene, you can just see the gears moving in Tripp's mind and you know that what he is about to say about the internship to Vanessa is so calculated. But... Did you catch the little reference to Moulin Rouge that Aaron says in the podcast talk that maybe Tripp was going to have this little bohemian summer and go find himself? I mean, this podcast episode happened soon after Aaron had ended his run on Broadway as a young man who came to Paris to find himself and ended up amongst a group of bohemians. I don't know. I caught that little reference. It made me smile. Moving on. But that's, that's the gist of Aaron's first episode on Gossip Girl and our introduction to Trip Vanderbilt. And like I mentioned earlier, he doesn't seem too bad. Yet. But if you've seen the series, the plot thickens. 
To end the podcast, Jessica has Aaron read the final quote from the episode that was originally read by Kristen Bell, and Aaron gives Kristen a little run for her money with his perfect narration voice. Well, here's the here's the quote. Oh boy, this is gonna be great. <laughs> Springtime, a season for rebirth and new beginnings. For some, it's a chance to turn over a new leaf. For others, it's the surprise of seeing something bloom. But for yours truly, it's a reminder that on the Upper East Side, everything old can be new again. XOXO, Gossip Girl. And moving on to Aaron's second Gossip Girl episode, season two, episode 21, Seder Anything. Compared to his first episode, Trip doesn't play as big of a role this time. We see him right away because the episode kicks off at his wedding rehearsal for Maureen and him, and Blair, Nate, and Grandfather have the main storyline this episode. Blair Waldorf, she's one of the main characters, she is all about social climbing, and she thought she was coming to the rehearsal with Nate because she was going to be a bridesmaid and have herself seen in this big political social setting of a wedding. But of course, that's not the case. Blair also learned that prior to the rehearsal, Tripp and Nate had a lunch together. And that's all we know about it. There's no details of what happened at that lunch that are revealed. However, at the rehearsal, Blair approaches Tripp about the lunch because Nate's behavior has been changing, and Tripp tells her to be good to Nate. Okay, that that's literally his only line in the show. And Blair tries to ask Tripp what, what was said at the lunch, and she never gets a response because before she can, Nate's over there tapping the champagne glass about to give his best man toast at the rehearsal dinner. And so he interrupts them and Nate starts off his toast by being so family focused and sharing how meaningful family is and then flips the switch and shares publicly that all the drama that went down earlier in the series with his dad and his family losing money and being torn apart, etc. happened because grandfather was the one who turned Nate's father in. So as a viewer, we are made to infer that that's what Tripp disclosed to Nate at their lunch that caused the shift in Nate's personality and behaviors to happen. Tripp just seems to have these ways of walking in, tossing a grenade, and walking out, leaving nothing but destruction behind him. And like I said, he doesn't play a very big role in this episode, but he got a little bit of screen time and moved the plot along for Blair and Nate and Grandfather. And those two episodes are the only two that Trip appears in in season two. So jumping ahead to season three, episode eight, and we reach the episode titled The Grandfather, part two. By this time, time has passed and the episode starts at Chuck's hotel, Chuck Bass. He's another main character who was on and off again with Blair Waldorf. So keep in mind, Chuck is what? 20 years old and somehow owns his hotel like owns his own hotel okay but it's at chuck's hotel that the whole vanderbilt clan is there because it's election day for trip as he is running for mayor of new york and he is now married to maureen and can i just say how strange it is to see such a baby-faced aaron to with a wedding ring on it's just wild how long ago these episodes were actually filmed 
but Chuck and Grandfather, they're making plans for Tripp's victory party, and while that's going on, the news is sharing how Tripp is behind in the polls. And Grandfather says to Nate, quote, At this point, it'll take a miracle for Tripp to win. Keep that in line, keep that in mind for later. Grandfather tries to talk Tripp into going after the other candidates with dirty secrets and things that he has on him, but Tripp says that he doesn't want to go down the dirty campaign road or have Grandfather call in any favors because he wants to win fair and square. See, when Tripp says stuff like that, he seems like an honest, good guy, right? So to get out of the hotel and get some fresh air, Nate and Tripp, they take a walk down by the Hudson River on the pier, and Vanessa is with them. By this time, she and Nate, they're no longer together because remember, Nate is back with Blair, but she's still there because Grandfather has hired her to record documentary footage of the campaign. And while Nate and Tripp are talking by the river, suddenly there's this commotion behind them and they turn and realize that someone has fallen into the Hudson and is struggling to swim. So almost instinctively, who do you think dives in to save him? Tripp Vanderbilt himself, everybody. Seems a little fishy, doesn't it? No pun intended. Naturally, Mayor Candidate Tripp Vanderbilt is all over the news for his courageous, heroic rescue. And back at Chuck's hotel, you can see the wheels start turning for Nate as he's connecting the dots and thinking maybe this wasn't just a lucky coincidence that Tripp was able to save that man in the river. I mean, come on, it took Nate getting back to the hotel to realize it. I mean, I was suspicious immediately, but that's why Nate does the acting and I just sit here and talk about it. And then, remember how Vanessa had been following them, recording the footage? Well, New York One called her and wanted to buy the footage for the news, and so she was looking back through the tape and she sees that the rescue was all staged. The man that Tripp rescued can be seen lowering himself into the water before he starts acting like he can't swim. And trying to be a good friend, Vanessa calls Nate and tells him about what she has seen on the footage, and first he doubts her and tells her that and then he tells her that he's going to take care of it but come on we know by now that he's about to throw her under the bus or do something crazy and apparently he sets up a fake meet cuz Vanessa thinks she's supposed to go meet someone from New York 1 she does go meet with someone but it's not from New York 1 they work with the Vanderbilts and they get the footage so Vanessa thinks she's meeting with the New York One person, she really isn't, and when she finds out, she's pissed. Rightfully so. And still somehow she is able to talk to the actual New York One person and get that footage out there, and they can see that the rescue was a hoax. Seeing this makes Tripp get super upset with Grandfather because he thinks that Grandfather is the one who set the whole thing up. Which would make sense, right? Remember what Grandfather said earlier about the campaign needing a miracle to win? Well, plot twist, Nate ends up going in front of the press and saying that the hoax of the rescue, that part's true, but that Tripp did not know anything about it, that he was just being a good, kind man trying to help, and Nate reveals that he was the one who set up the whole hoax. And then, 
Then it comes on the news that Tripp has actually won the election and is now the mayor of New York. Like, what? How? But, okay, during the victory party, two things are happening at once. Upstairs at the party, Maureen, Tripp's wife, she approaches Grandfather, sharing how proud she is of Tripp, and then she says that Grandfather has underestimated her, because after all of that that's happened in the episode, she reveals that she was in fact the one who orchestrated the rescue hoax. Did you see that coming? Grandfather definitely didn't. And while the chat is happening, Tripp walks into the hotel bar downstairs, and who does he find sitting there alone? Serena Vanderwoodson. Dun dun dun. And the episode ends with the two of them chatting alone over drinks. Buckle up, because the Hot Mess Express is just getting ready to leave the station now that those two are chatting together. And moving right along to Season 3, Episode 9, titled... They shoot Humphreys, don't they? And Vanessa, she got fired from her publicity job at the end of episode 8, and she is now the media relations rep for Trip at the mayor's office. So I guess their conversations at the bar led to her revealing that she was fired, and he offered her a job, which she accepted, because she's supposed to be at Brown for college, and she's taking some time off. So she, why not work at the mayor's office? I mean, come on. So that's where this episode picks up. All of those pictures out there on Pinterest or Google of Tripp sitting on the floor of his office, sleeves rolled up, work spread out around him. That's the scene that starts off this episode. Serena shows up to bring Tripp dinner, and keep in mind, it's late at night. Tripp is married. Again, late at night. They have a flirtatious moment together, and as a line is about to be crossed, Tripp tells Serena that she should leave. And again, seems like something a guy trying to do the right thing would say, right? The next day at work, Serena approaches Tripp in his office and asks if she's done anything wrong because he's acting so distant. And he responds by telling her that he finds her smart and charming, but he did not realize how much having her working at his office would affect him. AKA, he finds her super attractive and doesn't trust himself around her. Later in the episode, Serena reveals to Blair that she has a crush on Trip. She reiterates over and over that nothing has happened, but Blair still tells her that she needs to quit because Trip is a married politician. So that's what Serena goes to do. She goes to his office again, late at night, and tells him that she's going to quit and you see a switch flip for Tripp. He tells Serena not to quit and tells her that he trusts her. He says that in his line of work, there aren't many people that he can trust, so the fact that she is one that he feels like he can means a lot to him. And he promises her that he will not cross that line. But come on, by now we know, or at least can infer, what's coming. There's still three more episodes starring Trip Vanderbilt to talk about, but we're going to save those for next week. Things are just starting to heat up for Trip and Serena, and even if you haven't watched the series, you can already infer that what's heating up can't be anything good. Thank you so much for listening to today's Gossip Girl recaps. 
Like I said from the start, it's been a long time since I've watched the series, and when I watched it the first time, I didn't know who Aaron was. So it's interesting watching it back now and seeing him make his acting choices and facial expressions that he's gone on to use and make in various roles that he's played. And plus, he's such a baby. He's such a baby in Gossip Girl. It's crazy. The man ages like fine wine. But in the meantime, till next week's episode, if you're looking for more fun Aaron content, you can follow me on Instagram at tevading underscore patiently or on TikTok at tevading patiently, no underscore. Hope to have you back here for Gossip Girl Part 2, Episode 46. XOXO. I will love you.